Hi everybody, Shane here and welcome to the Persistent Pain Podcast. So first of all, hope everybody's keeping well, hope you're all staying fit and healthy, surviving lockdown. Um, In this week's episode, I want to talk about a really important aspect of persistent pain that I think a lot of people avoid talking about and even like physios and chiropractors, therapists, because sometimes it's it's an uncomfortable conversation to have and that's basically how your mindset can be a massive roadblock to recovery. Now I want you to be really open in this episode, I'm not talking about everybody, but there's a, a definitely a lot of people in persistent pain have some degree of this, so please don't take this the wrong way when I'm talking about this, it's a very very natural thing to happen, so we have to overcome this all the time in the clinic with patients, because it's a completely normal part of persistent pain, and it's just poorly managed I think a lot of the time, because the reality is when you've been in pain for a long time, your mindset with regards to recovery naturally is going to become very negative. Now, I'm not talking about you becoming a negative person or anything like that, but a lot of people in persistent pain at the deepest level, they really don't believe they're ever going to overcome that pain. And that's massive. And there's really good reason for that, because when you've tried everything else, seemingly everything else, and they didn't work, each hurdle just compounds that kind of worldview that this pain is never going to be fully gone away. And you still might be very proactive, so that doesn't mean you're not trying things, it doesn't mean you're not doing everything you can to help it go away, but on a deep emotional level, there's a lot of scepticism, a lot of um, unsureness that this pain is ever going to go away. Now, if you think that's you, that I think this episode's really going to help, even if you don't think that's you, just have a listen to some of these symptoms, and just tell yourself honestly if, if any of these have ever applied to you. And this isn't an exhaustive list, I'm just using three examples that we get a lot in the clinic, kind of um, statements or behaviours that we see a lot, that are kind of symptoms of this mindset in my opinion. And now I'm not saying this is like I said, it's not everybody, but a lot of people with persistent pain, and I think if you have persistent pain, you'll relate to some of this, um, and I think it's really, really important. So the first one is when you don't get treatment anymore because it's become too expensive. Now, we'll, I'll be honest, like we have this sometimes in the clinic, um, and this is probably one of the most common objections, is overcoming the price, um, and I, I think a lot of therapists become uncomfortable sometimes when it comes to talking about money, because we genuinely want to help people, but at the same time we're running a business, so you can't give away treatment for free, and it, it, it can get quite awkward, I think, for a lot of therapists, but for me this question is very rarely about money, especially when it comes to people with persistent pain. Because every now and again, you might get somebody who genuinely can't afford it. And in that case, there's always a solution. One of the solutions that we use a lot of the time in the clinic is a longer payment plan. So no extra charge, but you can spread the cost over three, four, five, six months, whatever is necessary for them to to be able to afford it. And if it's a genuine price objection, that should overcome it. But the reason that most people's first reaction is still no, even when given the option of the extended payment plan, is not because it's it's not because of the price but it's because of the perceived value of the treatment. Now, before you disagree with me, hear me out with this. If I told you I could get rid of all of your pain, pain, get you back to doing the things you love the most, if you pay me five grand now, would you do it? Now, a lot of people with persistent pain, they would. So if I could could tell you I could wave a magic wand, get rid of all that pain, get you back doing the things you love, being able to exercise, play with your kids, your grandkids, whatever's important to you, You'd find that money, most people. You know, you'd put it on a credit card, you'd take out a loan, whatever it took, you'd do because it's that valuable to you. So if somebody's got a mental block when it comes to paying for six or seven or eight sessions of physiotherapy, it's not really about the price. Because what's that going to cost? You know, three, four hundred quid over the space of a couple of months. Um, which by no means is a small amount of money. It's a big investment. But if, if, if you knew that that was going to get rid of your pain, 
it's a very very small price to pay but the reason the price becomes an issue is because if you haven't got a result before or you've tried things before and it hasn't worked now that three four hundred quid is going to sound expensive because you don't believe it's actually going to get you better so i think that's really really important and a lot of people like a lot of patients when they're telling you that it's too expensive they don't even realize themselves i think that it's not really about the price it's really that they don't believe that they're going to get the result with with us and that, that that's really really important and a lot of a lot of therapists will brush over that and say okay that's absolutely fine or they might try and find a way around and say okay look we'll, we'll do a special price for you to really help you afford it um but that's not going to fix the problem and as therapists it's our j- job to ask better questions and really find out the deeper reasons why you don't believe it's going to work and have an honest and open conversation about that listening to your fears and listening to your worries about why you think it's not going to work and answering as openly and honestly as we can because unless we can break through that mindset that you're not going to get better and figure out why you think that what experiences you've had before that have led to that until we really break that down it's going to be very very hard to get a result and that's why you might try it or like the patient might try it with me for you know four or five sessions and then you know progress will stagnate a little bit eventually they'll drop off and they're not going to come back again so i'd much rather have this conversation in the first session you know have a deeper conversation about it in a really nice way you know coming from a place of compassion um like a place of empathy just talking okay so is it is it really the price or is there any other skepticism you have because i really think that i can help you but i can tell that you're a little bit on the fence so can you just really tell me is it just the price because if it is just the price we can we've got options for that but is there anything else that's stopping you and then usually that's when they'll start to open up and, and be a bit more open about what the the actual issue is um and it's a really difficult thing to do is have that conversation because most it's it's it's, sorry it's a really difficult thing to overcome that objection because most people in persistent pain they've tried a lot of things before so when they come to us in the clinic or come to any any therapist in, in the clinic sometimes it's like their last straw of hope so they're genuinely afraid of of failing and then if they fail this time again they lose hope completely and then so they never actually get started in the first place because they're afraid that their last chance isn't going to work so that's a little bit deep, but probably a little bit too deep for uh, uh, whenever you listen to this podcast. But I think it's really, really important to understand that. And if you've ever found yourself thinking, oh, I really need physio, but it's too expensive, or I really need chiropractors, or it's too expensive, or whatever it is, then, you know, I think you need to ask yourself, do you think it's actually going to work? And if you don't think it's going to work, you need to find somebody that can help you understand what you need and really that you can trust that's going to get you the result. And that's really, really important. Now, I'm not saying pay for treatment that's not working. So if you are going to a therapist and, you're, and you know, you've been going for months and months and months and it's not working, you're not making any progress, then you need to maybe try a different approach. Um, and I'm going to come to that in a, in, a, in later on in the um, episode anyway. Um, but that's really, really important. So that's the first point. The second symptom is you struggle to find time to do your rehab or do your exercises or do the things that you need to do to get better. So this is another big one that we have to overcome a lot in the clinic. Um, and people do lead, lead busy lives nowadays. You know, most people are working full time, looking after the kids or the grandkids. And no doubt it can seem hard to find time to do the things that you need to be able to do. Time to do your rehab, time to do the exercises that are essential to getting you better. Now, I don't doubt for one second that when people say, oh, I haven't had time to do my exercises this week, they're being genuine. So when they say it, it, it it's hard to find time. It is hard to find time. 
But if you've been in pain for the last six months, five years, 10 years, whatever it is, you need to make time to do the things that are going to get you better because it's not just going to happen. It really takes the, the work to get done. And again, too often, I think therapists, a lot of the time in my experience, not all therapists, but some therapists are afraid to have that hard conversation and they kind of brush it off saying, okay, no problem. I can understand that. Let's try and do a bit more this week, okay, because they're really important, which again is addressing the problem kind of, but it's kind of brushing around it. And in reality, this isn't going to help anybody especially when you've got chronic or persistent pain. So if you've got chronic or persistent pain, you really need to um, be told, like brutally, honestly, but coming from, again, coming from a, a place of trying to help, some hard truths that, you know, you need to overcome that mindset because that's really going to halt your pro progress. And I don't mean giving out or being negative about it, but just being honest about realistically what needs to happen. So I can show you exercises, I can show you the things that you need to do, but unless you make time to do it, you're wasting your money, you're wasting your time, and you're wasting my time. And if somebody's telling me they really can't get up a half an hour earlier, or put time aside a half an hour throughout the day after the kids go to bed, or the kids are in school, or whatever, if someone honestly tells me they can't find that time, then it's really not going to work for me, and it's not going to work for them. So I'm more than happy to say, look, I don't think this is right for you. I need you to be able to commit to the program. I need you, I'm going to show you what, what, what I think you need, I'm going to show you what you want, but you need to actually do the work. You know, I'm just a guide. You're the one that's going to be the hero of the story. You're going to fix yourself, if you want to call it that. You know, all I'm doing is guiding you along the way. So unless you can commit to that, we're both just going to end up frustrated. And then get there you're, you, you know, and you might relate to this where you're just going back every week for a checkup, maybe a massage or whatever. And you're not really making any progress. And I really hate being in that situation as a therapist because I want people to get better. I don't want to be just maintaining something. I want things to get better as much as we possibly can. So that's another one. If you you really think you struggle to find time to do things again if you really believed these things were the things that were going to get you better and get the pain to go away of course you'd find time to do them so if you're not you know if you're not finding time to do them whatever they're just not that important to you and obviously getting out of pain is important to you so if you don't see the exercises as being important it's because you probably don't have belief in those exercises so there's probably something, some skepticism somewhere where you don't believe these exercises are going to help you. And you need to have that conversation with your therapist so that they can help you understand why those exercises are important or else actually figure out what it is you want because maybe the therapist has got the wrong idea. Maybe you haven't actually had a deep enough conversation about what it is you actually want and therefore the exercises are designed towards what the therapist thinks you want. Again, an example of that is if I'm getting pain putting something in the top drawer or something in the top cupboard in, in the kitchen and the therapist is giving me things to help me put my socks on, Again, I'm not really feeling pain when I put my socks on. I'm feeling it when I'm going to put something in the top cupboard, but I haven't related that to my therapist. So I hope that kind of makes sense. So it's really, really important um, that you have those conversations if you feel like those exercises aren't going to help you. Okay, so that's point two. And then point three is a little bit different. So point three is more about acceptance. So you, you've accepted it's normal to have this pain. So when we look at the grief cycle, because when you have an injury, you go through the grief cycle, and the first stage is the initial denial, the initial anger, so like, why is this happening to me, etc., which is then usually followed by a period of motivation or bargaining, so, okay, I'll rest it for the next couple of weeks, I'll do a few exercises, and I'll be back to normal in two or three weeks, then two or three weeks later, the pain's not gone away, it's still there, you slip into the, the depression stage, um, and then, you know, you start to get this negative mindset of, oh, this is never going to get better, you know, I'm always going to have a bad back, and then eventually you accept it, where you're no longer depressed about it, but you kind of accept in the back of your mind that, you know, this pain is always going to be there, and you just change the things you do or how you do things to protect your back. Now, this all start, sounds well and good, but all it takes is one wrong move one day or, you know, really stressful 
period or you know bad night's sleep whatever is the straw that breaks the camel's back which causes then a flare-up again and then the cycle starts all over again and each time that cycle you know happens over and over again the lows are going to get even lower and that's really really not a good thing obviously so in most cases pain isn't normal and we need to you know understand that and i think you know a lot of people accept pain as normal because it is so common these days and um, but it's not normal and it's nothing to be afraid of it's a protective signal from your body that something's not working as it should now i'm not saying like i said it's not something to be afraid of so don't fear pain but it's a good thing so it's not pleasant but it's protective and rather than just accept it and carry on as best you can it's important to ask the right questions and figure out the driving forces behind that pain because that's and that often means getting professional help and like i said earlier on if you feel like what you're trying isn't working you need to try something else and what's the quote it's something like every failure is just a step closer to a success or thomas and Ed- thomas edison when he's making the light bulb he failed a thousand times before he's able to do it or ten thousand times whatever it is so when you try another approach make sure you share your frustrations with that that therapist whoever's helping you about what didn't work and piece together why and these conversations are so important and you know i've had it myself in the clinic where people are coming in and say i just want a fresh pair of eyes to look at it but i really want to know okay well why do you want a fresh pair of eyes to look at it what have you been doing before why hasn't that been working why do you think it's not been working how what kind of exercises have you been doing you know all of this kind of stuff i want to be i want to find out as much information as we can and i think it's really important to have those you know honest conversations and that's much more valuable to me as a clinician now i've got a lot of good information i know what didn't work before i can start to clinically reason why and then with your help we can start to piece together a treatment plan which will be more successful so again they're just three examples again like i said i think this podcast is going to be a bit like marmite you'll love it or you'll hate it um or, or you'll agree with it or you'll think it's a load of rubbish but i think it's really really important if you've got chronic pain or persistent pain to understand this and like i said this mindset issue it's not that you're you're a negative person and like i said you might be actually taking really positive actions so you might be trying things and doing things but there is just deep down the reason a lot of things those things sometimes aren't working is there's that underlying natural skepticism because everything hasn't worked before and it's really important that, that that that's the hardest part so persistent pain obviously is not straightforward because if it was straightforward it'd be very easy to get rid of it's very very complex and that's the hardest thing to overcome but the most important thing to overcome with persistent pain to actually get the result so obviously don't get me wrong what you do is important the exercises you do is important you know the the habits you create etc there's a lot of things that are going to be important clinically but the mindset is just as important um, and you know that's something that we work a lot in our clinic with a lot of of um, people with persistent pain. We often see people who've been around the houses. They try a lot of different things, and sometimes that's the only thing we'll do different is we'll ask better questions, higher quality questions that get better answers. And rather than just taking things at face value, like the objections about cost or time and stuff like that, is actually ask the the right questions to get a deeper understanding of why those objections are there. So I hope that kind of makes sense. So I think this topic's really, really important. I hope you've enjoyed it. Like I said, I hope it's received I hope it's received well. I think some people will love it. Some people will think it's a load of rubbish, but it's what I truly believe. Um, and these, like I said, this is totally justified. I'm not saying that anybody with this mindset issue is doing anything wrong. In fact, it's perfectly expected when you've got persistent pain, but it's probably one of the reasons why the pain's not going away. Um, and like, you don't just wake up one morning and, and have this mindset decide you give up. It's a gradual, subtle buildup over time based on the experiences you have so you know it's not something you choose to have it's not something that you know you just wake up one day with it happens gradually and like i said 
a lot of people don't even realize they kind of have this underlying or they don't acknowledge they have this underlying mindset until you ask the right questions and help them realize that actually that skepticism is there and then you need to figure out okay why is it there well i had this bad experience with a, a therapist before okay what happened there okay well i can understand that the reason i think that happened is x y and z and what we'll do now is if we know that doesn't work so what i want to try now is we'll go really gradually x and we'll do a different style of treatment plan to get you to wherever you want to be able to go Okay, so I think from a patient's perspective, if you're seeing the therapist or if you're reluctant to get help, make sure you do. It's very, very hard to break through these kind of things on your own. So make sure you seek out some help. Again, if you can reach out to me, we do online appointments if, if you're not local to Huddersfield um, and we'll be more than happy to help you. Even just have a free chat to start with because again, we're genuine just trying to help people because um, I think there's a lot of people in persistent pain that don't have to be. Um, you know, So most people who have persistent pain, there is light at the end of the tunnel and there is a way out. And then if there's any therapist listening to this, I think as therapists, it's important that we ask the, the right questions to get the right information rather than just accepting any objections at face value. We need to ask the right questions to get to the deeper reason for those objections. So that's it for this week. Um, again, a bit of a deep episode, but I think it's really, really important. Um, if you did like it, make sure you're in the Facebook groups. So there's the Persistent Pain Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Persistent Pain. Uh, and then there's also our clinics Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash pro sport physiotherapy. Um, and both of those groups, um, if you're in Persistent Pain, join the, the support community. Um, there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of conversations in there, hopefully helping you understand pain even further. Um, in the pro sport physio group, we've got a lot of free challenges. There's a breathing challenge in there, a back pain challenge, immunity challenge challenge we've got a knee pain challenge so there's a lot of good free content going in both of those groups and um, so make sure you join those and i'll see you in the next episode